this week we're closing out 2021 we're going to talk about james webb space telescope after launch as it makes its way to l2 we'll talk about what lagrange points are we'll talk about our actions and lessons from 2021 and what we look forward to in 2022 thanks for joining us welcome to today in space i am your space science podcast host from the east coast alex giorfanos it's december 31st the last day of 2021 and we made it we we have survived uh the second year of this craziness um and i hope you guys are doing okay i think you I hope you're hanging in there it's been an extremely extremely long year uh i think there's a lot of good that we can take from it but obviously uh it, it, finding the good has been very difficult in this last year and one of the amazing things about uh this time that we live in you know in relation to this podcast and to the space industry we are once again graced with progress of space and and human space travel in a time of difficulty you know if we think back to the cold war which helped start the original uh, space race to the moon between the u.s and the soviets that time was extremely turbulent and it seemed that the space program was this beacon of hope of what the future could be of what we could do think about how much sci-fi came out of that time uh, when the world was in a really really bad place and there's a lot of confusion going on uh, and this year has been pretty crazy better than 2020 but of course we uh, are looking for 2022 to be even more of an improvement uh because well we could only hope so so i hope i hope you're hanging in there i know there's there's a lot going on but i think there's a lot that we can pull from space and what's going on that can help us give some give some hope for the future so what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to talk about james webb space telescope which launched on christmas morning it was an amazing launch it launched aboard an ariane 5 rocket from french guyana and uh, the European Space Agency did a great job assembling that rocket, uh, getting that rocket to launch. They threaded that needle of their la- the launch performance of getting James Webb Space Telescope into orbit. They were so successful. They, they, they performed so well that the mission, by the time it made its few other orbital adjustments on its way to one million miles away from Earth... It was so good, we actually added years to the entire life cycle of James Webb Space Telescope. So that's tremendous because we're going to talk about the fact that uh, it's at L2 and what that means. What does the spacecraft have to do while it's there over its lifetime to give us this view of the past and look further into the you know 13.5 billion years ago towards the first light and the first galaxies forming in our, in our universe. Um, it, it's... It was a long time coming, and if you go back, we we did an episode where we were talking about the challenges, you know, almost three decades of James Webb Space Telescope getting to this point, of of actually getting to the point where it can launch, and seeing them perform so at such a high level with something that has been so delicate and critical, uh, you know, James Webb Space Telescope... uh, they 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 performed when they needed to they performed and it, it getting to launch was the biggest struggle it seems so far knock on knock on wood because we are superstitious here um <laughs> or at least we'll do whatever helps so far james webb space telescope is 
is doing a very good job on its way out there. Basically, uh, a lot of the things they were doing, first thing was obviously get the solar panels out, get them deployed so you can start charging up those batteries so you have onboard power. Uh, once they got out a little bit further, they started getting the heat shields. And what that does is it protects the actual telescope side, the instruments of the spacecraft from the sun that it's going to experience. So it's it's been a lot of fun watching all the content that's out there. There's a lot of space and science communicators that I'm talking about, James Webb Space Telescope. Uh, we've been taking it a little bit easy around here in the holidays because it has just been extremely busy and there's been a lot going on. But all all is decently well so we're still kicking here on this on this crazy rock called earth so what i'd like to do is talk a little bit more about just just how much struggle this has been from james Webb space telescope and what what kind of a lesson that is for us in, in the life that we live in uh today we're going to talk about just a little bit more about what lagrange points are like what is l2 why is it going there why did why is it important um a lot of folks have reached out about it, and it is a complicated topic, so I'm going to do my best to try and explain that in a simple way. And then I'll go over some actions and lessons from this year, because we're not really doing resolutions here. We're more talking about what we actually did, and then what we plan to do. And of course, the theme of this, since I started this podcast, was when I do say it on this podcast, that means it's a kick in the ass for me to do it in real life, and it's really helped me do that, so... Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that and then that's how we're going to close out this year. So happy new year to everybody. Let's jump into this. We wish you the best in 2022 and a lot of progress for all of us, not only in space, but in our lives and, and making humanity a, uh, a, a, a better thing. <laughs> so let's dive into it. So like we talked about, James Webb Space Telescope launched on Christmas morning. Uh, again, flawless, flawless launch, uh, given all the struggles that it went through. You know, and after decades of struggle, we di- we talked about it just a second ago, but that episode where we discussed all the challenges that James Webb Space Telescope has had over its three decades. Think about the story that that tells. After after decades of struggle and doubt and what, is it going to launch? Is James Webb Space Telescope going to launch? And how many delays happened and how many times we were uh, let down by the expectations of where, what it could be and what we wanted to do and then what ended up being the reality of what we could do. I mean, that doesn't that, doesn't that spell so much? We're talking about the balance, right? Doesn't that explain, doesn't that encapsulate what's going on in our world right now, right? Where, where there's so much that needs to be worked on and it's such, it, it's such a difficult time. Uh, this is a message, James Webb Space Telescope's mission of getting out uh, to be able for us to have early astronomical evidence of what the first universes are, what the first light was, did after the universe began. Uh, I, I, ho- I think that's a hopeful message for what we're going through now with COVID-19 and how the world either goes back to normal or becomes something new that we can then continue our lives with and not feel uh, like it's never ending. Um, I think there's, there is some hope in that, even though that there is struggle, it is not, it is not definite. The struggle is, it, it could be also a representation of the incredible size, uh, metaphorically, of the task at hand, right? Sending a telescope that's better than Hubble, that helps us uh, 
look back into the past, I guess is not a surprise in retrospect that it would be it would be difficult to get it there. Um, almost like in a, in a Greek tra- Greek Greek comedy kind of thing where it's like it, it seems like it would be a really easy thing, but in in our it's like that in life, right? There are things you want to do in life. You think it's going to be easy. My, my examples, uh, going to college and, and becoming an aerospace engineer, that challenge was so much more difficult, and it really had little to do with the the content that I was learning. It wasn't that I I couldn't learn the content. It was, it was everything around it, right? Life, uh, figuring out how my brain works so that I could study properly for, for my own brain and not feel constantly like I couldn't learn anything or, or I wasn't smart enough. Um, I was just doing it away in, in a way that just didn't work for me. And when I figured that out, things started to line up. It was really amazing. Um, and then of course, you know, just growing up at that time, I, <laughs> I was not in a, in a great spot and, and that's kind of NASA's had such a struggle in this time period of James Webb Space Telescope, right? The end of space shuttle program, um, kind of losing focus of where we were going to end up going uh, after space shuttle, and how we kind of stagnated for the last two decades at least. James Webb Space Telescope is part of that story of the, of the growing of NASA. And you can see this last year, um, again, going back to what James Webb Space Telescope tells us uh, in our in our everyday lives think about how much struggle it was to get that out but think about now where where nasa is and where these where the space program is right now across the planet where we have uh on record i think this is the the most orbital rocket launches uh that have ever happened beating out some of the early uh space race years of the the 1960s i believe if i'm not mistaken i think there still might be a launch today i don't remember but uh, I think that number still needs to be calculated. But regardless, um, we're now at this place where not only have we had the most orbital rocket launches of all time, we've also had a successful mission to Mars. Uh, multiple countries have had successful missions to Mars. We've had all of the development with SpaceX and launching things into orbit. We've had the return of human spaceflight with uh, NASA's commercial crew program with SpaceX with Crew Dragon now repeatedly and, and, and sending up more and more missions to the International Space Station to keep uh, and, and reinvigorate the human spaceflight program uh, for the U.S. where we haven't had that option to send our own astronauts on our own rockets on our own soil uh, for a very, very long time. Again, part of that James Webb Space Telescope era. There's there's been so much as has happened. The first all civilian uh, orbital flight with Inspiration Four, which without a doubt I think is top mission of the entire year, um, it, it, as as the opinion of this podcast. I think that mission alone has inspired me just as much as the Demo Two mission back uh, early in the pandemic, where you know, we we were just breaking ground and having so much progress in, in space, again, in this terribly, terribly divisive and, and distracting and uh, chaotic time that we live in. And then at the same time, Starship uh, by SpaceX is is underway to become, to get to its first orbital launch. We've, we've seen multiple successes of the, the actual belly flop and burn maneuver to actually successfully successfully land a starship 
Um, and now we're going to start implementing the Super Heavy Booster, and that launch is going to be insane. And 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 one of the things we want to do for next year is is get out there, is is to actually see it. Uh, so we're going to be looking at uh, how things play out. It, as much as we might want to plan for 2022, <laughs> um, that's going to be difficult. So, but we're going to do our best. You know, one of the great things from this year, from 2021, is you know through our 3D printing lab, AG 3D Printing, we've been able to fund a trip down to Boca Chica, Texas, uh, to Starbase. So we're just waiting for the right time to do that. Uh, as things level out, cases are, are are crazy. Omicron obviously spread is ridiculous. It's been um, all over the place but you know we will see how this year plays out so as part of like a balance thing i think as far as covid stuff goes uh one of the things i'm looking forward to do more and, and to push myself on is to when i have the when we have those moments where cases are low and it's easy enough to go out and hang out with people to go out and hang out with people I, I think that is a really important thing moving forward here uh, for my own sanity. Um, taking your precautions, making sure you know what the latest science is by keeping up on it, and because it is constantly changing and evolving, and then, but but then pushing to make sure that mentally <laughs> you're okay and still talking to people. I think one of the great things about this podcast and about what we've been able to do here with this podcast, you as as the listeners and watchers and be, people who are part of this today's space community part of this podcast um, is we've been able to communicate we've been able to stay in touch and if I didn't have that I don't know where my social skills would be today I don't know where uh, I don't know how much stranger I would be because I'm not saying I'm not strange um, I'm just saying it probably would have been a little weirder so I want to make sure that I continue progress there uh, to keep the connections with you guys up and running and we've we've got some plans for how we make this community uh, even tighter and bring us all together and to make the experience of today in space even greater. So there's a lot that we have uh, in store. We obviously want to thank everybody who joined us on the People of Science segment for this year. We had so many amazing people come on the podcast. And and that segment of People of Science where we interview people who work in science, who think scientifically, uh, who, who their everyday life is, is around a scientific thing whether it's science technology engineering math art however it plays out um we've we've really enjoyed hearing about other people's stem origin stories how do they get into this what uh you know what is it that sparked the imagination to get into something crazy like getting into an engineering field and we've got a lot more uh, plan for this year because we just didn't have enough time to schedule all of them so uh, definitely look forward to more of those segments uh, if there's anyone that you'd like us to have on please make sure to hit us up um, we'd love to uh, to get out there and talk to more people uh, that's one of the cool things about uh, this last year is we didn't have to travel and we were still able to talk to so many different people and yeah I'm definitely definitely looking forward to that um, I guess next let's Let's jump into, since we're talking about some more personal stuff here, let's let's go into actions and lessons here from 2021. So I wrote down some things that uh, we implemented uh, on a daily basis here. Um, simple ideas, right? Like the first one is go do it. Like don't just, don't just think about and try and analyze what could happen and, and, and what could be and, and what might happen. 
like you don't know what it's going to be like until you actually do it uh and that's the same thing as like my next one which is like writing writing things down makes them real right even the, even that small act of writing down let's say you have a goal or something you want to do you know i've been using um checklists as a daily thing for a really long time and i've been even using that for uh the podcast too we've been mind mapping these episodes it helps me get these ideas these all these things that we want to talk about puts that put them into a thing that we can like an organization that helps me remember what we're going to talk about which is important (laughs) um but also focus my ideas um and there's been a lot of big goals that we've had for a while here that we've started to really really make headway on it and a lot of that is thanks to people like you who've been so supportive and reaching out and i really really appreciate everyone that does um, who's been following along and anybody that's brand new to the journey if you're if you're into uh, not only space and science and hearing about all this crazy engineering stuff and nerdy stuff uh, there's a human aspect to all this that's, that's what that people of science segment is all about right there's the science which can be very dry and technical and complicated and then there's the human side of things the humans doing the science and that is also complicated and uh, but it's different too right it's it, that's part of the thing that made James Webb Space Telescope so difficult other than being an extremely hard technical problem to achieve super complex like it's not even done it has six six months from the launch before it's actually going to get to its place we can where it can take its first observations a million miles from earth that in itself is an extremely technical problem but getting all of the people in line getting all of the contractors right it became a uh, James Webb Space Telescope became a project between three agencies, NASA, the European Space Agency, and the Canadian Space Agency, right, and, and others as well, contractors building the things to put them together. I mean, if you look back at the, the almost 30 years of James Webb Space Telescope, there's all these different designs. I was looking at some old literature. I was trying to figure out how much fuel um, the telescope's going to use once it's at L2 to keep itself in position over time. Uh and you could just see like the evolution of what they thought it was going to look like. And some of them, they don't even look at all like what the, the final thing is. And, and a lot of that is the people behind the scenes, right? And a lot of what makes SpaceX successful is the people behind the scenes, right? Uh, the team that works together to solve those engineering problems. And the same thing goes for NASA. I think one of the more beautiful things that's happened in this uh, 2021 year has been NASA really... Uh, backing what they're doing, backing where they want to go with the next stage of of space flight, and and their partnership with SpaceX is a good example of them sticking up for that, regardless of what the political situation is. You know whether there's the the whole contract with the human landing system with Blue Origin. Um, we we saw that the the culture of NASA and SpaceX has melded very well together, and they're learning from each other, and that's a beautiful thing. And that's super important for a space program, a space industry, is having the people and the culture aligned in some way. You know, it's crazy. We're all, we've talked about this before, we're, we're all crazy emotional apes. And as as amazing as science can be, we're not robots. We can't just do science like that. We can't just do it a snap of a finger. It's It requires getting into a state where you're able to do good science. And part of that is being on a good team. Part of that is being on a good team where, like, if you're having a rough day, the team, can, the one of your teammates can come in and help you out. Like that's a big, 
a big thing and you can support each other and 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 make sure that you know you keep each other on the right path for what you're trying to do which is in this case launch uh one of the most prolific astronomical devices ever sent into space with james webb so um people are really important it's extremely important to get that aligned and and it's amazing to see that and even with James Webb Space Telescope, the fact that they were able to get through those almost 30 years, decades of waiting for launch, when launch happened, they've done so well that they've allowed to give years, at least, to the James Webb Space Telescope while it's in orbit. So let's let's close out with, with that. Let's close out with why James Webb Space Telescope even needs fuel once it gets to this Lagrange point, right? Um, everyone talks about L2. I think it's Lagrange points are often talked about as like a single point, almost as if the James Webb Space Telescope is going out there and then it's just sitting still in space, not moving, which, which, you know, if you're talking about in space, you've got to ask not moving relative to what is always the question you've got to ask. Okay, it's not moving. Well, if I look at the you know, if I look at the Earth from a certain vantage point, the Earth isn't going to move. But that's because you're probably moving with the Earth so that you're both moving the same speed, which makes it look like it's not moving. Um, but that's <laughs> that's just a, a, a physics and, a, and like a 3D space phenomenon. But with James Webb Space Telescope, it's not just sitting at L2. Um, and I, I, tried to, I tried to take... What's visible already, we'll put a graphic of this up right now, but I tried to take a, vis uh, a visual representation of, of what that means. And so you've got the sun, right? It has its own gravitation, uh, gravitational forces. It's pulling on things around it. It's, it's manipulating space and time around it, right? Um, Earth is orbiting around the sun because it's in its gravitational influence. And as what we're looking for for L2, L2 Grange points are these pockets of gravitational pull where the balance between the two things pulling is just the centrifugal force, so just the orbit. So when we say L2 and we say it's the Lagrange point 2, it's not a point that's sitting at rest. It's a, it's a point on the moving thing. So you've got, oh, let's see. I don't have it ready, but okay. So here's the sun and the Earth's orbiting, right? So we want to put James Webb Space Telescope at L2, which is the point behind Earth and the sun. So you've got the sun, the Earth, and then you've got James Webb Space Telescope in that pocket. The sun and the Earth are pulling against each other. And behind Earth, about a million miles away, as it's orbiting, is a great point for you to put James Webb Space Telescope as the Earth orbits the Sun. So um, as the telescope is behind the Earth all the time, it's protected a lot from the Sun because you've got Earth blocking a lot of that heat, which means we could put up those heat shields behind the James Webb Space Telescope. And now you don't have the brightness of the Sun getting in the way of the telescope. So you've got James Webb Space Telescope always behind the Earth, which is behind the sun giving this great dark view for the telescope to look back into the early well to, to whatever it wants at, at in the universe right so 
Lagrange points are these pockets where the gravitational pull is minimal, almost zero in certain cases. At that point, ideally, it would be zero. And so James Webb Space Telescope is doing this halo orbit in that area. And so what that provides is a really low cost way to have your spacecraft be in space and be in a relatively easy position where you don't need to spend a ton of fuel, you know, reorienting it and getting it to, to go in the right spot. It's just going to kind of keep doing tiny bursts to keep it in that halo orbit within that pocket. Um, I don't know if that's any easier than calling it a point. <laughs> I don't know if my explanation was any better, but I hope that explains it a little bit better. Um, and, and we do have that visual and some other visuals from NASA to help explain that a little bit better. It's an advantageous position to put a spacecraft that you want to be in a in a good looking position deep into space without any sunlight. So, um, and actually, I could pull up NASA's explanation. That actually might be better. Um, <laughs> so, Lagrange points, according to NASA, are positions in space where the gravitational forces of a two-body system, like the Sun and the Earth, produce enhanced regions of attraction and repulsion. These can be used by spacecraft to reduce fuel consumption needed to remain in position. So again, going back to the whole thing about space and why it's so hard, you only have the fuel that you bring with you. So you need to budget out all of your moves ahead of time and bring enough fuel for that. And that's the magic of what James Webb Space Telescope did, is it saved so much fuel by doing orbital mechanics so efficiently that we were able to have more fuel to keep up this L2 halo orbit for years. So talking about fuel efficiency, that is a that is a beautiful, beautiful thing that the James Webb Space Telescope did to keep this mission going. So you're getting even more out of the money that we invested into this, right? Which was which was a lot of money. Um, and time, as we know. So these Lagrange points between this two body system, think about it. If there was a, a three body system, right, that you were considering, um, you would have different Lagrange points. It would have a different pattern to the gravitational pull and uh, attraction and repulsion that's going on. And when those balance, those pockets are where you want to put things that need to stay uh, in place or in a certain orbit without a lot of uh, fuel moves. So this brings us to our closeout, folks. James Webb Space Telescope has has gone on its way uh that chapter um of of getting it to to launch is over and we move on to the next chapter where it's actually going to start doing its observations and uh there you know it's doing it in infrared light which is going to be very different from hubble um but we're going to see some really amazing things and we're going to dive more into this and we hope that you guys send in your questions. We'd love to hear from you. What What is it that you want to learn? You know, this Lagrange point um, depiction that we're talking about here, this is this is a question from you guys. This is things that you guys reached out and said, hey, can we talk about that more? A lot of, you know, it doesn't really make sense. What, what more could we talk about? Um, and we appreciate every time that you send those questions. So you can reach out to us on Today in Space Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We've got Today in Space Podcast at gmail.com for any of your questions. And of course, Today in Space on TikTok. Um, and we're also on Substack at todayinspace.substack.com. Uh, we're going to be using that more often to dive deeper into some of these topics. But that's that's it, folks. Thanks for joining us. We really hope you have a good 
uh, rest of your year, the, the last few hours here of 2021, write them off, uh, look forward to the future, and um, we wish you nothing but the best in this next year. We hope it's uh, sizably better than 2021 and incredibly galactically better <laughs> than 2020. So uh, we wish you nothing but the best. Uh, thanks for joining us. As always, don't forget, if you're looking for anything 3D printed or want to figure out what 3D printing is, you hear about 3D printing things in space and, and what's possible, and maybe you've got a product idea. Maybe maybe you're like, hey, I'd like to start a business, or I'd like to start an Etsy shop, or there's this thing we want to have around the house, something that isn't made anymore. We want to make a few of them so we've got some extras. 3D printing is available for you thanks to our 3D Printing Lab AG3D. So we help people bring ideas into reality. We do that with our own ideas here. Um, we were we were 3D printing some uh, some doorstops the other day, and it doesn't end just there. I mean, we've, we've helped companies like Snapcaller, who's now um, putting their product out there and, and satisfying their first Kickstarter goals and, and creating their business. Um, that idea started on paper, and it we help them get those first ideas out there, those first models and shapes to iterate and figure out what the right thing is. Um, that's something we can do with AG3D printing. And even at the bare minimum, we have our Etsy shop, ag3dprinting.etsy.com, where we sell things like this rocket ship phone stand, among other things, as well as, you know, if you've got a PS4, we've got PS4 stands and other things out there that uh, you guys have reached out and asked for, um, and things that we use on a daily basis. So ag3dprinting.etsy.com. Go there if you want to help support the podcast. Uh, reach out to us at ag3dprinting or ag3d-printing.com to get a free quote and reach out if you want to start an idea. I know there's a few of you right now, listeners of the podcast, that we're going to be doing some work here in this future. And I'll close out by saying um, one of the other things, one of the other actions I'm going to take in this next year is a continuation of what we what I've been working on the last four months or so, which is, you know, we kind of reshaped the production of this podcast to fit better with how, uh, to fit better with just my own health, uh, my own mental health, my own physical health. Um, it's been it's been really really good so far and i i want to do that one of the big changes was we did a another time audit of like how much time it takes what's necessary how much time do i actually have and uh you know with a day job and of course trying to also have a social life whatever that means here in 2021 and 2022 but uh keeping in touch with people in my life um those are all things i want to do and again like we talked about writing it down it made it real we we actually made the schedule we actually started sticking to it and it really started working and um one of the big things was taking the workload out of the weekends and leaving myself the weekends to actually enjoy to see people that's when most people are free so um that has been really really nice uh it's amazing what you know we we think about setting goals for uh tasks that we want to do but when it comes to setting aside time for rest, it just, for some reason, uh, isn't obvious or it's not something that we're used to doing and it is so helpful. Um, so I will continue to push myself to do that because uh, it's made such big differences uh, in my own like physical recovery from all the physical injuries that I've, I've experienced over the years and finally taken care of and my mental health. Ha being able to feel 
like taking a break is going to actually pay dividends for the things that I do want to do and not that it's getting in the way of me doing things. Uh, these are really big lessons that uh, we've learned from 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 doing this year and then we we hope to continue and do that more um we hope to bring back the galileo project our 3d printed rocket um but yeah we'll we'll there's a lot to come here uh we've got a lot more to share and we just want to say thank you for joining us on today in space podcast we appreciate each and every one of you don't forget to spread the word uh like the podcast share uh and make sure to follow and subscribe wherever you do listen thanks for joining us we wish you nothing but the best in 2022 live long and prosper we'll see you next time and next year for another episode of today in space